Welcome again. This is Neil Grant, author of the book, Words of Wisdom from a Christian Mentor, Practical, Real Life, and Holistic Advice for the Graduate Transitioning into Adulthood. The paperback is for sale on my website, newgradadvice.com. Also, the ebook and paperback book are for sale on Amazon. My last podcast discussed understanding the Bible and gave three topics to use to help you understand the written word of God. Today, this podcast, which is going to be a little bit longer, will address the end times, which is a real mystery to most people. Do you ever wonder what the judgment seat or the great white throne or the rapture or the tribulation are all about? Or have you even heard of these terms? I'm not quite sure that many people have and how they fit together and how we will all be involved. So that's what this podcast is all about. What's exciting about this subject is we that we as Christians know how it will all end, even though we all get discouraged from time to time in how this world is evolving. We know that God is in control and his timing is perfect. The following is a brief outline of the end times, and then I'll follow this with a more detailed look at each period of the times. So first, we are presently in the church age living life as Jesus did 2,000 years ago. That said, there are many as yet unfulfilled prophecies in the Bible which will come to fruition during the end times. Two, the rapture. This is the first step in all the events leading to Christ's second coming in our eventual life in eternity with Christ. This occurs when Jesus appears in the sky in a twinkling of the eye, and we, as born-again believers, will all rise to meet him there. 3. The judgment seat of Christ will then occur when we believers in Christ will meet him face to face so we can account for what we have done on earth and receive our just rewards for doing his will while on earth. 4. Subsequent to the rapture, the tribulation period will occur, which is a seven-year period. It's divided into two three-and-a-half-year periods or two 42-month periods. The first half will be calm, but then all chaos and calamity will break loose on earth. At the midpoint of this seven-year period, a man will be acknowledged as the Antichrist, and he'll break his contract or vow of peace with Israel. Then there will be war, famine, earthquakes, and many other calamities affecting those on earth with billions of humans being killed. Five, at the end of the tribulation period, Christ's second coming will be heralded in great glory, and Christ and his many angels will come to earth to do battle with the Antichrist in the area of Mount Megiddo, Israel, and this will be known as the Battle of Armageddon. Six, the Antichrist and his 200 million warriors will be soundly defeated in one day and Christ will start his 1,000-year reign as the millennial kingdom on earth. Seven, at the end of this period, the millennium, he will sit on his great white throne and will judge the living and dead who have never acknowledged Christ to be the Son of God. Every one of these people will be damned and be sent into the lake of fire, also known as hell, for eternity. And those who have accepted Christ since the second coming will be transported to heaven. These two places, heaven and hell, have affectionately been humorously referred to by my very close friend and pastor, Marty Michelson, as the smoking and non-smoking sections. Eight, we will enter the period known as eternity, 
and we will all reside with Christ in the new heaven and new earth. So let's take a look at the more detailed discussion of the end times. My book presents a graphical representation of the various phases of the end times to help you better visualize these various times. But I'll do my best to explain each of these so you can understand what is happening in each of these periods. The first is the church age. We presently live in the church age where there are deceased and living New Testament saints and deceased Old Testament saints. Anyone who has accepted Jesus is referred to as a saint. The New Testament saints comprise people who have accepted Jesus Christ as the Son of God and he died for our sins. The Old Testament saints are less easy to define as Christ had not yet come to earth. Noting that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as written in Hebrews 13.8, those whose object of their faith was in the living God are the Old Testament saints, who will meet, we will meet in heaven one day. The Rapture. Rapture scripture is written in 1 Thessalonians 4.16-17. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. At an unknown time, we'll be caught up or raptured to be with Christ. Here are some things that people believe must occur before the rapture. The third temple must be built, rebuilt, as in 2 Thessalonians 2. The beast kingdom must be formed, as in, written in Daniel 7. The Antichrist must make a seven-year covenant with Israel, Daniel 7. The power of the saints must be shattered, Daniel 12. The apostasy, or renouncing of religion, must come, 2 Thessalonians. The gospel must be preached to the whole world, Matthew 24. The church must be without spot or wrinkle, holy and blameless, Ephesians 5, and believers must do greater works than Jesus did, John 14. Note, I feel that they must; these must happen before the second coming, but not all necessarily before the rapture, but it is an inclusive list of future events prophesied in the Bible. Believers in Christ will be raptured so as not to have to endure the tribulation. The Judgment Seat of Christ The order of events will be the following. The rapture, which includes our glorification or resurrection bodies. Exaltation into the heavens with the Lord. Examination of us by Christ before the Bema Seat. And the compensation or rewards. What are the rewards? The crown of righteousness. There, this is one of the four or five crowns that God has talked about. This is the crown which will be given to those who have lived a good and righteous life for God. The incorruptible crown. God calls some people to do things that will require some sacrifice and temperance in the way they live and conduct their lives, such as the missionary away from home. These people will receive this imperishable crown for their sacrifices that they were willing to make. The crown of life. This has been called by many the martyr's crown. Jesus himself said that he will give this crown to those who undergo severe hardship, testing, tribulation, and or physical death on his behalf. The crown of rejoicing. 
This has been once called the soul winner's crown. And finally, the crown of glory. We are to shepherd the flock of God. Shepherds, pastors, teachers, ministers appointed by God lead the flock into ways and knowledge of God. This will be given due to the extreme importance of bringing up others into the knowledge and the ways of God. So what's the purpose of the judgment or bema seat of Christ? Speaking about believers, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians 5.10 Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. Revelation 22.12 All believers will stand before Christ to be accounted for our deeds on earth and receive rewards or crowns for our faithful works. All our confessed sins have already been forgiven, so this is not a time for trials or tribulations. There will, however, be a loss of rewards for those who did not use their God-given spiritual gifts for the glory of God while on earth. Let's talk about the tribulation. This is a seven-year period prophesied by Daniel and is divided into two three-and-a-half-year periods. It's not clear how soon after the rapture occurs that the tribulation starts. It's probably not immediate, but the last event to occur before this starts with the signing of the truce between the Antichrist and Israel, as written in Daniel 9.27. The reasons for the tribulation are as follows. 1. Finish transgression. Put an end to sin and atone for the evil of the unbelievers. 2. Bring an everlasting righteousness and seal up vision and prophecy. 3. Anoint the most holy with the second coming of the Messiah. During the first half period, the Antichrist is the great benefactor, protector, and friend of Israel. At the start of the second half of the tribulation period, he turns against the people of Israel and desolates or abandons them, the likes of which have never been seen before or will ever again. This period is marked by the opening of the seals, the blasts of the trumpets, and the pouring out of the bowls of vials, all portraying acts of destruction. My book includes a table which summarizes the event of each of these seven aspects times three of each of these main events to make this phase more meaningful. While it's hard to summarize so many events, you should recognize that the impact of most of these are devastating, whereby billions of people are essentially tortured and killed. The Antichrist rises to power after the rapture and establishes a covenant with Israel, gains great power, sets up a one-world government and a universal economic system. Then things all change. He receives a mortal wound, but is resurrected to power and to rule over everyone. His followers received the mark of the beast, 666, allowing them to buy and sell goods. Believers will not be able to do this. The seals are open, trumpets blasted, vials poured out, resulting in 75% of the population being killed or martyred. People come to Christ during this period, including 144,000 Jews, and will meet up with Jesus upon the second coming. So let's talk about the second coming, otherwise known as the glorious appearing. After an intense second 3.5 year period of the Great Tribulation, 
Christ returns riding a white horse with a sword in his mouth and crowned with many crowns. He is followed by his armies of the redeemed, also clothed in white, riding white horses, ready for the ultimate battle of good versus evil. During the tribulation, the marriage supper occurs, whereby the saints are now reunited with Christ in heaven. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb, Revolution 19.9. The marriage supper of the Lamb is a glorious celebration of all who are in Christ. The Battle of Armageddon. Satan now amasses his forces of evil at Mount Megiddo. Har, in Hebrew, means mountain, and Megadon is the place of Megiddo, hence the name Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon now rages on with the returning Savior being victorious in one day, and the ensuing battle will be unlike any war humans have ever fought. Satan is soundly defeated, then boxed up, not eradicated by God, for the duration of the millennium. This is written in Revelation 20, verse 2. While the Antichrist and the beast are now thrown into the lake of fire. Let's talk about the kingdom age or millennium. The saints are now in heaven. The wicked are dead. The devil is bound for a desolate, in the desolate earth for 1,000 years. Revelation 20. A time of peace and harmony now exists on earth. And Jesus and the saints will rule in righteousness. This is a time when all wrongs will be put right, all evil cleansed from the earth. At the end of this period, Satan is loosed and cast into the lake of fire. All saved people are kept in Hades until the end of the millennium, which is a temporary place of torment until they appear before God in this final judgment, which will then determine their eternal fate once and for all. The Great White Throne <laughs> The Bible in Revolution 20, verses 11 to 15, talks about the final judgment for all unbelievers. Every person who has not accepted Christ as their Savior will stand before Christ and will be judged for his or her deeds. Death, representing the bodies of the unbelieving dead, and Hades, a place of torment for, for soul and spirit of the unrighteous dead, will be destroyed. Those names not in the book of life will have deeds and belief judged to determine the degree of punishment they will receive in the lake of the fire and their unforgivable sin of not believing that Jesus is the Son of God and died for us, this will be put upon them. Eternity. The earth, the atmosphere, heaven will pass away, leaving a new heaven and earth. All the sea waters will be gone. There will be no sun or moon to shine their light. The glory of God will now be illuminating the earth. There will be no more death in any way, shape, or form. We will have glorified bodies. The curse of Adam and Eve will finally be broken. All sorrow, pain, crying, sickness, disease, and death will be fully taken away. Every tear will be, piped, will be wiped away. God the Father himself will come down to earth to live and dwell with all of us forever and ever. God the Father and Jesus Christ will now be the temple themselves in the new Jerusalem coming from God himself. Its walls will be of jasper. The city will be pure gold like clear glass. Its foundations adorned with precious stones and the gates will be pearl and the streets will be made of pure gold. With evil gone completely, nothing is left to defile it. So what's the takeaway message? 
We all know Jesus as the Lamb of God, but the unbelievers will certainly know him as the Lion of Judah. It's incomprehensible how anyone can really read Revelation and not immediately profess Jesus as the Lord of their life. It's comforting to know the rest of the story, but I'm curious to know when this will happen. John simply said, soon. I hope this has been helpful to all of you in gaining a better understanding of how the Bible portrays the end times. My next podcast is a very interesting one called A Successful Christian Marriage, which provides a lot of practical advice to enhance your marriage, all based on our personal experience. Well, that's all for now. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Please visit my website, newgradadvice.com, for more info about the book and the podcast. So bye for now, and thanks for listening.